right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, this is a weird one, we're talking about Mad Heidi, a Swissploitation film that is out now on VOD. Yes, it is a uh, Switzerland-based exploitation film that is very, very cheesy uh, in more ways than one. It's a fun one. And uh, we've been covering so many major movies lately, Mission Impossible, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Uh, I thought it would be fun to cover something that was a little bit smaller for a change. And joining me to talk about it is our good buddy, Chad Clinton Freeman, who hasn't been on the show in a while, and I was happy to get him back on. So we have a fun conversation, lots of exploitation stuff to get into in that conversation. That's coming up here in a minute. Before we get to it, though, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. I also want to let you know, we do have a Patreon, produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together. Speaking of major movies i also have the indiana jones and the dial of destiny and the flash episodes on there that will be hitting the main feed eventually when they get to streaming but for now you can listen to them early over on patreon there's also bonus content from awesome movie year and from my music career you can check that out at patreon.com slash by david rosen and uh you know i appreciate you just being out there listening but if you want to support the show in that way i appreciate that too uh also we do have another live show coming up in August. It will be at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, August 17th on the new movie Strays. I'm very excited about that. We just launched an Enter to Win contest for tickets, so check the show notes for that. And look forward to more news on that and more stuff going on with Piecing It Together very soon. But for now, let's get into Mad Heidi. Chad Clinton Freeman is back on the podcast. It's been a while. Chad, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah, definitely been a bit, I don't know. This just hasn't been a great movie season, I think. Yeah. Um, this year's been a little weak for me. It's been, so. it's been a weird one for sure, uh, but I know you loved the movie that we're about to talk about today, which <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not surprised. Definitely. This is up your alley for sure, so I'm glad to have you here on the podcast to talk about Mad Heidi. This is... Uh, such a ridiculous movie. Uh, very For cheesy. Sure. Very cheesy, of course. Um, <laughs> Chad, what what did you love about Mad Heidi? It's just so like I mean, one it it delivers on what you're expecting completely. Mm-hmm. It is cheesy. Yes, <laughs> it, it. I mean the 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 trailers show you cheese, and you indeed get cheese. Uh, and it's works in the world that it's in i mean it's it's not out of nowhere cheese and so if you go in expecting that and it's just a ridiculous um you know over the top world that works for me Mm -hmm. and this definitely did work yeah absolutely before we start getting into some puzzle pieces uh we we should mention really quickly uh do you have a favorite cheese I love all cheeses, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm big on pepper jack cheese, Ooh, and I'm big yeah. on um, I'm big on sharp cheddar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a, you know, has to be this or has to be that, but I also like Swiss cheese and provolone cheese. I mean, I'm cheese is great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I throw <laughs> mozzarella into the mix. Uh, what, one, oh, one yeah, of the best. Mozzarella is great too. Oh yeah. yeah mozzarella is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I even like blue cheese. Oh, so okay. I'm, I'm a, I'm a cheese, cheese lover. Awesome. Awesome. We, we could just like not talk about the movie and talk about cheese for the next 40 <laughs> minutes, but, uh, let's get to some puzzle pieces. What do you have for your first puzzle piece? So first puzzle piece, I, I was trying to think, you know, some of the the movies that came to mind first for me, um, well, instantly with this movie because it, it, it's got a lot of pieces to it. I mean, you know, it's it's lots of different parts of different genres, and uh, one of the the two that really stand out is one. It it is part women in prison film, and then mm-hmm. it's also part gladiator film, and yeah. so I was thinking of. Uh, 
the movie The Arena from the 70s, which uh, Pam Greer um, movie, and that movie is kind of like a a, a spin on the Spartacus story. Um, okay. Which is this? This movie is in its own way too. Because Spartacus <laughs> came to mind, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to use Spartacus as a puzzle piece. I've used that plenty enough uh, with other shows. So the arena, um, basically, you know, it, it's a throw women into this situation where they're stripped of all their dignity and their, you know, their families, uh, strip them of nothing, and then make them fight each other and then they end up turning and revolting against those that are putting them in that situation. And so essentially that's what you have with Mad Heidi. Um, It it follows that same story that like so many movies have followed it, even like, and I was thinking about this movies that I absolutely love uh, like war for the planet of the apes kind of follows that same storyline in a bit. Um, because you, you just have this, this person stripped of everything and they overcome and it's not necessarily, it's partly revenge, but it becomes bigger than revenge. And it becomes a, uh, because it's right and anti, you know, tyranny type of uh, situation. And so, uh, that's definitely what Mad Heidi is. And part of what makes it uh, so much fun that it's not just a personal revenge. It's bigger than that. It's, uh, you know, the whole, uh, like world that she is living in and everybody else is living in. So it becomes bigger than the, just the, the revenge that she's seeking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will just jump right on top there because what I was thinking for that kind of a revenge story, I was thinking of Conan the Barbarian uh, for a puzzle piece here. Uh, You know, definitely just that, like somebody getting absolutely everything taken from them. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you mentioned gladiator type movies. I was also thinking of gladiator kind of fits this mold too. So uh, yeah, so really you kind of put both of those together, but um, yeah, somebody who just gets absolutely everything taken from them so that you are just a hundred percent on board with their journey. You just want them to kick everybody's ass and sure enough they do. Uh, And there's also like the kind of mystical elements of the story, you know, when uh, she, when Mad Heidi like meets up with these, like this character who like kind of grants her strength and like right. you get stuff like that in Conan. So, uh, yeah, you, there's, you know, it's also a little cheesy, uh, by, by today's standards. If you, I just rewatched Conan the Barbarian last year and, uh, it's a little cheesy in a different way. Not, not cheese like isn't in the food cheese, but cheesy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I visited, uh, Conan the Barbarian. I saw that very, very young and I don't think I've watched it really since it didn't really resonate with me at the time so i don't know how i'd feel about it but uh yeah no definitely uh that uh totally fits here and you mentioned gladiator the funny thing is is the actor i believe it's the grandpa is from gladiator uh oh, okay. so yeah yeah you know they're they're almost like in the casting because you know this is a totally indie funded project um i think they're little almost puzzle pieces within the casting itself like that, yeah. that I think that they had fun with of like, obviously a little bit of gladiator in there that there is an actor from gladiator. And then also at times there's a little with the, like the, the anti-propaganda, there's a little bit of uh, the, hopefully it's not a piece of yours, the starship, troopers and right. the casting with the president uh so i think there's some fun things like that yeah um, no absolutely but, i wasn't going to use it as a puzzle piece but uh they do have the i'm doing my part right thing so so that's right. totally a starship troopers uh reference right. there so, yeah, exactly they're, they're having a lot of fun with that so i i yeah. love that that's awesome uh what do you have for another puzzle piece um i'll go simple this time and i was thinking a uh, clockwork orange um, the main part that that came to mind for me was, uh, when Heidi is in the, uh, the prison, uh, cell and the guard, uh, the main guard, uh, comes in and she's basically puts on the music and it's like this, you know, kind of upbeat, happy music. And she's basically torturing her, 
kicking her, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, it's just very much like the singing in the rain with, uh, a clockwork orange, uh, sure. or even, uh, like reservoir dogs with the, uh, uh the torture scene when, yeah. uh, Michael Madsen cuts off the ear. Um, it's, it's just that, that gleefulness of, of, uh, violence, uh, yeah. and, and kind of, you know, going on at the same time. So it, it just has that, it, it comes off so absurd and, and almost silly, even though it's like very, very, you know, intense and, 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 and dark. Uh, it's yeah. something that like Rob Zombie likes to, to play around sure. with a lot too. But Clockwork Orange yeah. has always been the, the one that really jumps out to me whenever I see something like that in a movie. Yeah, I think that that's like the main reason to make this kind of like exploitation type film is to mix that humor with that ultra violence and, right. you know, just like kind of see if they can, you know, mesh together in that way. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I will go with uh, a, another like exploitation grindhouse type movie that is trying to cap recapture that vibe. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Machete uh, from right. Robert Rodriguez and Danny Trejo, which is, of course, trying to put a Mexican spin on the exploitation grindhouse, like ultra violent, hilarious, ridiculous kind of thing. And this putting a Swiss spin on that. It's the same kind of idea of like kind of painting it with a different culture, uh, this kind of a movie and, uh, all the things that are associated with that particular culture. I'd say they're also like, you know, I, I know you loved Mad Heidi. I was a little mixed on it. Like, I thought it was fun, but I didn't, like, love it. Uh, I, I feel like I'm, like, roughly on the same level with Machete as I am with Mad Heidi. Yeah, see, that's where I'm different. Because Machete, mm. I don't know what it is about Machete. I couldn't get on board with Machete. To me, to me, it was too silly. Okay, and I know that makes my facade. Somebody that's defending Mad Heidi saying Machete was too silly. But right. no, it, it totally, I was, when I was watching Mad Heidi, I was like, this is what he wanted with Machete. But mm -hmm. it didn't somehow translate for me. Whereas this one totally did. And I don't know, it's because I was totally expecting it to be as you know, absurd and, and silly. And I expected Machete to not be, and I was watching Machete in the wrong frame of mind. Um, mm -hmm. I will say I did like the sequel of Machete more than I did the first one, but mm -hmm. um, I may have to revisit the first one because I, I know at the time that I watched it, I was not a fan, but yeah, totally uh, the same sort of thing. Um, and as far as like the Swissploitation uh, there's been a lot of talk, I guess, of this being the first Swiss exploitation film, and evidently that's not true because Ooh. I read some nerds online that were saying that, well, this movie in, you know, 1960 something, and this movie, oh and God. there's been like three movies, I guess, before this that were actually Swiss exploitation. So wow. <laughs> I doubt they were. Pieces. I doubt. <laughs> I doubt they were as heavy like handed um you know in the whole uh swiss you know with the with the cheese and then also with uh like the the famous swiss alps uh evidently <clears throat> is in this movie like three or four times yeah and yeah. it's like it, there's a lot of inside jokes evidently if you're from switzerland or no switzerland that are just completely over the top silly that we don't even totally get because of locations and things like that but, yeah, uh, yeah, I would imagine so. But I, I definitely recognize some of that stuff from like, right. you know, like the Swiss Miss box, you know, right. stuff like that. <laughs> like, like right, it's just, right. it's yeah. totally on the nose. But like leaning into that is part of the fun of this movie. So, uh, yeah. yeah, what do you have for another piece? Um, well, before we do that, I was going to say though that I I absolutely love that though that you know people of a a certain culture are leaning into that and just kind of playing with all of that I, I i really really much appreciated that like that this was actually swiss made and uh evidently they faced a lot of backlash in switzerland <laughs> a lot of people wow. were against them so like um the costuming and locations and things like that they had to lie and say they were with a different uh movie uh <laughs> Because they wouldn't like the 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 outfit for uh, Goat Peter, they wouldn't rent it to them, so they had to then go back and be like, "Oh, we're with this movie," and then. 
they rented it. And like a lot of tradition and and traditional people that just did not want anything to do with this movie, uh, expecting it to be, you know, completely just, I guess, making fun of their culture. So, wow, those people must be like the, uh, I don't know, like, like the, the far right of America, like that, that must be like that kind of a a thing in Switzerland who just doesn't want to like, no, no room for humor whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. All right. What do you got next? Okay. Well, I guess uh, another meaty one that we can talk about a couple of different pieces along with it would be, uh, Lady Snowblood because, uh, Lady Snowblood is like one of the, the famous, uh, you know, women, samurai uh movies uh yeah and that's like a a big influence for you know kill bill and of course kill bill is one that like if you were going to recommend this to somebody who's not necessarily a movie fan that you know knows mainstream movies you would say oh if you like kill bill you'd like this so lady snowblood is a good one um that's like a classic uh and that one is pretty much a simple revenge movie and it's basically a a woman who um her 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 birth it's almost like this um supernatural element of it that she Mm -hmm. was born for revenge that she was born with her mother's soul inside her because her mother um the the dad was uh uh, well, the husband, because it wasn't the dad. The husband was killed uh, viciously, and then she was uh, raped and tortured, thrown into prison. And then uh, she basically intentionally got pregnant by having sex with everybody in the prison until she had this baby. And the baby was born for revenge. And then that's Lady Snowblood, and she just goes around basically killing all the people that had anything to do that's with... a hell of an origin story yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 you know and it's very kill bill because it's broken down into chapters and and mm-hmm. it's basically a list of go get this one go get this one go get this one but um you know it, it, there's definitely that element like this mad hottie has so many different elements to it that it's like there's not like any perfect one piece because there's so many different pieces. There's so many different bits in here. You've got the, the Kung Fu samurai elements. That's not the whole point of the movie. You know, it's just like a small part of it, but at the same time, that revenge element, um, uh, makes this one fit, especially with that being like one of the go-to like classics as far as that goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, when you first started talking about it, you know what I thought you were going to bring up was, uh, which I've never actually seen, and of course I already brought up Conan the Barbarian, but I thought you were going to bring up Red Sonja, um, which kind of kind of fits in that same mold too. Uh, are, are you a fan of that one? That seems like a you movie. I, you know, I, I I think I saw that one and wasn't big of it. None of the Conan stuff really was big with me at the mm-hmm. time and yeah i haven't revisited and that's one that i haven't like gone back to watch either but i believe they're making a remake of that i believe they've, they've been trying to for a long time actually uh robert rodriguez uh speaking oh. of, <laughs> wow <laughs> speaking of machete um it, for the longest time Rose McGowan was gonna be in it that's how long ago because she's wow. kind of like not in the like this was back, uh, you know, Planet Terror days that Red Sonja was gonna happen. So I don't sure. know, but there's still some talks that it's gonna happen, just like there is of He Man constantly. Uh, but we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, we'll believe that when we see it for sure. Um, I will go. So you you already put the kibosh on this one a little bit because you you mentioned that there actually were other Swiss exploitation movies in the past, and that has been dug up. But the idea of this inventing this new genre. Um, and also for the sake of uh, making a genre for the sake of just doing a new, very silly thing. I was thinking of Kung Pao uh, with Steve Odenkirk doing this movie where he inserts himself into all these old martial <laughs> arts films, which right. j- just for the sake of making this big, totally ridiculous, like goof of a film. And Kung Pao is like a favorite of mine. I love that movie so much. And you know, we never really saw anything quite like it up until that point. We really haven't since then either. I mean, 
it's almost like a mystery science theater 3000 kind of thing. Like it's not really a thing that they make movies like that. And I can't imagine even if there are other Swiss exploitation films that there's a lot of them, maybe it's a few at most. <laughs> right. Um, no, yeah, you're, 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 you're right with the Kung Pao. That, that is a good uh, ex- example um, because that movie definitely plays into, you know, you say kung fu or you say martial arts that sounds like that's kind of a a small like sandbox but it's actually huge because yeah, there's so is. many subgenres within that and then it, it that's a example of a a movie that kind of just bounces around and plays with different uh elements uh and that's what this one does inside of exploitation as in in general because i would yeah I, I was i was writing a list as far as like various things that it does hit upon because one w- women in prison that i mentioned um of course the gladiator or sword and sandal um mm-hmm. and then kung fu samurai of course gore which that was the other thing with lady snowblood is that it was one uh with with the like the spurting blood when somebody gets killed and things like that like kill bill as well sure. uh, which this is great at um western black exploitation mm-hmm. exploitation mm-hmm. sex exploitation i mean all of that there's bits here and there of every single like um you know fun genre that you can think of from like the the 70s just all yeah. crammed into this movie um absolutely and, yeah. and uh with the 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 kung pao it's kind of like anything everything kind of martial arts kind of crammed in there so yeah anything yeah. goes and like if if we can make goofs about it we're throwing it in the movie like let's just do it you know right and right. uh yeah speaking of uh the sexploitation over an awesome movie here you know we're doing 1975 and uh we just did switchblade sisters was the audience yes. choice winner so yes yeah it was a fun one to talk about that's for sure yeah no that that's uh that's what i love um that's one uh recently came out on blu-ray that uh i purchased probably last year or year before nice. but yeah switchblade sisters i love that movie it's yeah fantastic. it was pretty great pretty great what do you got for another piece I'm going to throw some Sucker Punch out there because I just think Sucker Punch is another, uh, if you're talking mainstream movies and you're trying to tell people uh, recommendations for this, I was uh, like, that's what I said, basically, Kill Bill. If you like Kill Bill, if you like Sucker Punch, you're going to enjoy this. Um, Just because it it follows that same uh, storyline also of, uh, you know, the the main woman character that's got everything stripped away. And then yeah. basically it's sucker punch. She in her head is a badass, but in this one, she becomes a badass in actuality. Uh, but just, you know, the, the women kicking ass and then kind of uh, leading the uprising against, yeah. you know, the, those that are holding them down. So yeah, yeah, for sure. no. Um, and, and just so very, very showy and so very about the, the spectacle of it all. Uh, yeah. More so than worried about, you know, uh, the, the story itself. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Super over the top. And yeah, I had it on my list too. I was planning on stealing it from you, uh, because I knew you <laughs> would have it too, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely sucker punch is, uh, is a good one to point to. And, you know, you get the women in prison kind of thing and mm-hmm. like all, all of it, all the things you were right. just saying, definitely. Right. Well, it, and then at the same time, uh, this one, um, is so showy and, and, and so spectacle, um, it feels a, a bit Bollywood in its way, and I would say that whether it, whether Zack Snyder borrows from Bollywood or Bollywood borrows from him, there's definitely some uh, like influence that goes on there. And and to me, there were certain things that definitely felt very Bollywood, uh, not just the the bigness. And the, 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 just like the whole submerged in, into this odd, you know, like alternate universe almost. Um, right. but, uh, specifically the, uh, the main bad, like, uh, 
monster that she fights. The I forget <laughs> his name. Neutralizer is, was that his name? I, no, I think so. Yeah. Was so yeah, name? his weapons and stuff on his on his body, the way his his armor shoots out the the balls and all of that. That very video game, but also very Bollywood and, and like stuff that they would have in their type of movies just that that over the topness um which i feel like is what Zack snyder does in u.s movies and i think it's so weird and so out there for u.s movies that they don't get on board the showiness of his films but bollywood it's like toned down <laughs> like that would just be one little thing of a whole bunch of over the top elements. So yeah, those movies are absolutely nuts a lot of the times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you got to dial that back. I think uh, American audiences aren't always necessarily uh, on board at being that crazy, but uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I love bringing sucker punch in. Uh, I'm going to go, I don't usually bring up movies that I haven't seen, but there's just a vibe to it that like, it, it reminded me of uh, those Iron Sky movies with Nazis on the moon, uh, mm. you know, Nazi exploitation, another uh, exploitation kind of thing that uh, that we can throw in there. But the Swiss, like the the higher ups, they definitely, I don't, I don't know much about Swiss culture, but they definitely have Nazi vibes to them. And uh, it, it feels like we're, we're taking like classic Nazi bad guys in movies and just transporting them to the Alps. And, oh, uh, definitely. definitely. You know, they, they all feel like they could be like head Nazi guys. And so, you know, it's so much fun in an ultra violent movie to watch Nazis just get blown away. So, you know, and to root for them to get their comeuppance. So uh, it's, 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 you know, Nazis as bad guys are always fun to root for getting killed. And that'll actually factor into my final puzzle piece, too. Yeah, I, I would say uh, Iron Sky, I've seen that. Not a fan. It again. Mm -hmm. It was one of those that just didn't quite work for me, and and yeah, kind of uh, the same thing. Uh, it I would say is less. Of course, I maybe I don't know a lot about the uh, stereotypes of like Russian culture, but I would say that it's less uh, like Russian specific references whereas this one definitely like the the silliness of the cheese and the and the and the chocolate and things like that you know yeah. those are just all things i think that are ingrained into the uh, uh everybody's mind in regards to switzerland but with right. russia i mean uh, you know there's there's not a, a lot of those that for me come to mind so i don't know if maybe they were in there in iron sky and i didn't get it but yeah iron sky to me did not work as far as um that that one was just came off silly and i know yeah. <laughs> defending mad hiding calling a <laughs> machete and iron sky silly ah, well, well you know to that, to that point though before we move on to another piece um that's an interesting thing about these kinds of modern trying to be exploitation movie movies that it is such a fine line between what makes one a good one and what makes one a bad one. It's like such a hard thing to really put your finger on, like what will make anyone you or me or anyone else connect with it. Right. Uh, somebody could watch Mad Heidi and just be like, this is stupid, you know, right, or you right. could watch it and love it. And it's one of your favorite right. movies of the year. And I come in somewhere in the middle. It's just, right. it's so hard to pin down what is going to make someone connect to uh, an exploitation film. Right. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And, and that I would say, um, you know, Quentin Tarantino, even though he in, I guess, uh, as far as mainstream, it's like kind of a, a more toned down version, um, or at least he, he slowly has been putting more and more into uh, like more exploitation and kind of cranking things up a little bit at a time, even though his last movie kind of dialed it back. Um, the the ridiculousness the absurdness um like one trying not to make fun of the the movies that came before but at the same time trying to have fun at their expense it, it is a tough thing i mean it totally is so for a movie like this to actually work and to actually feel like okay yeah that was silly 
not being the only reaction that you get out of somebody that that is a very very hard thing to do that's one of the things though that that shows you how brilliant somebody like tarantino is that he has has he slowly helped ingrain a lot of exploitation into the masses you know uh beginning with reservoir dogs and then pulp fiction think of the time frame when that movie came out about how different it was for the masses and now what he does with something like inglorious bastards which isn't that far removed from mad heidi in a lot of ways especially speaking of like what you were talking about with the the nazi elements yeah absolutely but yeah but yeah no it's definitely hard yeah absolutely what do you have next i'll go with actually a couple of uh fun exploitation movies that modern exploitation movies, indie films that kind of did a bit of this same thing, but in different ways. And one is, uh, the movie pervert, um, which took a lot of the Russ Meyer and exploitation movies and kind of put it all into a blender and made this, uh, fun, silly, but also really good, um, look at like that sort of genre of movies. Uh, and that was about 2007 or so that that had came out. That was right before I, um, um, really, well, it was right when I was doing, um, my polystaffel, um, uh, website before I got into the Polygrind uh, Film Festival. Uh, Mike okay. Davis is actually the writer of that film. All right. Um, and then, uh, of course, from that, I was thinking of Dear God No, which, of course, was one of the Polygrind films that yeah. was exploitation that had, you know, the biker exploitation and sexploitation and all sorts of craziness and silliness uh doing a lot of the the same thing though of just incorporating you know anything and everything almost in that um i'm gonna get you sucker kind of way of sure of 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 looking back at the of the of the exploitation movies and then just kind of seeing how many different types can get put into a film because of the love of those type of movies. So those were two uh, indie ones though, that I I had thought of. I'm going to have to watch pervert. Uh, Mike Davis was a really cool dude. I I haven't heard from him in years, but uh, yeah, that president Wolfman, I I always remember how much fun that was at polygrind. Oh Um, yeah. Pervert pervert is a lot of fun. It uh, stars uh, Mary Carey, who was the, um, Mariah Carey looking uh, porn star nice. and uh, it's basically putting her, they actually use like the same ranch that uh, Russ Meyer used for a lot of his movies. So it's very, um, a lot of Russ Meyer fans did not like it because I guess it goes too far, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not meant to be just a tribute to Russ Meyer. It's just supposed to be in general, you know, a tribute to uh those kind of movies and uh yeah i guess uh some people didn't feel that it was as uh female empowerment as it was uh trying to be but i thought it was great so right on right on yeah and then dear god no one of my favorite uh polygrind <laughs> movie is so much fun right, uh right. so so over the right. top it's insane <laughs> right. uh yeah yeah well and that's the thing though to be to be like you know from going from like 2007 and then it was probably 2011, dear God, no, those to have, have been like movies that I had to like seek out and get like, you know, uh, copies from the directors to now here we are that this isn't on streaming or anything, but I, you can buy this on Amazon, you know, and actually uh, this was, you know, backed on, I don't know if it was Indiegogo or where it was, but it was a big, uh, you know, campaign to back this. And for this to be um, not quite mainstream, but it's more mainstream than I would say those movies at that time. Uh, You didn't have to go to Theater 7 to watch it. I could just buy it online from Amazon and then it came in the mail. But it probably would have raised my opinion of Mad Heidi if I had seen it in a theater seven <laughs> with a bunch of, you know, crazy drunk fans, everybody just <laughs> eating cheese and having a good old time. So 
Uh, oh, de- yeah. definitely. If this was to be shown in a theater, they they'd have to be serving cheese. I mean, oh definitely. hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, now now we're talking. Uh, I'll do my last puzzle piece, which is probably too new to actually be a uh, inspiration to uh, the making of this one, but uh, definitely a good companion piece. This year's Sisu which is uh, another ultra-violent action revenge film with a very specific cultural lens attached to it. Uh, In this case, it's from Finland. uh, as a a Finnish film, uh, a guy who has everything taken from him. Well, he doesn't really have everything taken from him. He's fine. He he has no issue. He just wants to get home with his gold. Uh, But then we can spend, you know, 90 minutes or however long the movie is just cheering for him to blow up and blow to hell a whole bunch of Nazis. And like I was saying, like Nazis are just great movie cannon fodder. So, you know, you get that aspect of it, the, the vibe that these bad guys give off in mad Heidi, that they're like Nazis. And, uh, you know, just kind of that whole revenge thing kind of goes back to what we were talking about with gladiator and Conan, the barbarian, and, uh, just this guy who's just unstoppable. And you never have any kind of sense that like, he's they're not going to stop him he's going to kill every last one of them and you just you're along for the ride to just have fun and laugh as he kills people and that's that's kind of how i felt watching mad heidi it's just like yeah heidi is just going to kill all these people right right <laughs> yeah did you see sisu yet i did not know i i i've been sleeping on uh, yeah. my movie watching this year i i don't think i've watched quite 200 yet um mm-hmm. i think i'm closing actually i probably might be to 200 if i've been keeping track of my lifetime movie watches but uh i i sometimes forget to add them to my list (laughs) um no i hadn't uh seen that one yet um i didn't know if that one was more in line with like the john wick movies if it was kind of going in that direction or if it was a, a bit more grounded but uh i'll definitely be watching that one uh Soon, definitely yeah. soon. Um, but as you said, that was your last one. The, the last one for me, and I, I I didn't even know this was a Swiss movie until I was just now uh, double-checking uh, Thriller, A Cruel Picture. Uh, that's my last piece, which um, revenge, rape revenge movie from 1973. It was actually a, a Swedish movie, so hmm. it may be one of the first... Uh, I don't even think this was one mentioned uh, in the list that I saw of the uh, Swedish exploitation movies. But uh, this is a movie that also influenced Kill Bill and that um, the main character, she ends up uh, wearing an eye patch um, and uh, she goes on a rampage uh, killing people that had basically, you know, same same situation of uh, she was basically turned into a sex slave and uh, she goes about killing, you know, everybody that had anything to do with her being in that situation. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the infamous thing about this movie is that, uh, there's two cuts of it. One of them actually contains, uh, pornographic scenes. And so this movie due to the, the pornographic scenes, and then also due to the violence, a lot of people feel, even fans of exploitation, feel that it goes a little too far. Hmm. Of course, I've got this on Blu-ray when it came out. <laughs> Tarantino, of course, sure. is a big fan. I, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, no, um, the Thriller, A Cruel Picture it is a great movie. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't suggest it to everybody because it is a rough watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And coming from me, if I say it's a rough watch, then... Yeah, it's a rough watch, but at the same time, um, it's it's truly is a a, a classic and a, like a groundbreaking movie because 1973 it came out, um, and uh, you know revenge movie that you want her to you know take down anybody and everybody. You're just completely all in uh, on her side. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Uh, Mad Heidi, again, going back to my first one, it taps into that side of it, but then also it also taps into that uh, uh, bigger than her uh, worldview of not just, you know, the revenge 
for her, but also just revenge for uh, the have-nots versus the haves, sure. uh, which always is really, really great. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a fun uh, ride to to watch that kind of thing play out, especially when it's ultra-violent and there's lots of cheese involved. Um, <laughs> so and zombies, I, we forgot yeah, zombies. There, there are zombies too, which the, is which it would go back to like dear God, no. Of all of a sudden, here's this other element. Fuck it, let's put some zombies in the movie. Basically, <laughs> yeah. The, the right. best, my favorite line in the movie uh, is when the guy says, "Now that's what I call Swiss cheese after blowing a hole through a zombie." Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that that's such like a, a forced in one liner. Like it, it just does not even like really work, but it's, that's what makes oh, it so the, funny. The, 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 the one liners are very, very forced. There's yeah. so many of them, it, but it's very, it's very eighties. It's very, uh, you know, like Stallone or Schwarzenegger. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's not far removed from those, Big mainstream movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of my favorites is the, the like, I, I can't remember if she says, I'm not a good girl anymore, or she says, uh, it, it's the one where she kills the, 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 the guard in her prison cell. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I think she says, I'm not the good girl anymore or something. It's just like so forced, so cheesy, but it's just like so, so great. Because in this world, like, the absurd is like, just the 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 main thing of everything yeah. if it's not absurd it's probably not in the movie i mean the 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 boyfriend's name is goat peter i mean <laughs> kind of name is goat peter i mean <laughs> ridiculous ass movie all right i'm gonna read down the finished list of puzzle pieces here we talked about the arena and he threw war for the planet of the apes in there Conan the Barbarian and Gladiator, A Clockwork Orange and Reservoir Dogs, Machete, Lady Snowblood, Kill Bill, Red Sonia, Kung Pao, Sucker Punch, Iron Sky, and Glorious Bastards, Pervert, Dear God No, Sisu, and Thriller, A Cruel Picture. A great list with lots of revenge going on. Lots of people definitely, getting definitely. murdered, uh, especially yes. people that look like Nazis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as far as like closing thoughts here, uh, I, I will say, uh, we, we end on Heidi and Clara will return in dot, dot, dot Heidi and Clara. Uh, do you, right. do, do you want to see a Heidi and Clara movie? Oh, definitely. I was, I was excited. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I think the title could use a little work, but <laughs> I definitely, I definitely want it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, cause Clara, <laughs> it's funny because by the time it came back around to the end, I was like, wait a minute. I thought Clara died. Like I thought she died like a couple of times and then she yeah. just keeps popping up. So, but you know, that's the thing is that in the original Heidi, I guess Clara was in a wheelchair. So where we find her at the end, it's just kind of like the origin story of Clara. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was kind of neat because yeah, I didn't even, I, I, you know, I'm kind of watching this far removed from the original uh, source material, Heidi, but evidently there's a lot of little things like that, that if you know Heidi, that uh, you'll pick up on. Yeah. Um. Uh, not only that, we didn't mention the sound of music. Of course, that was a, one of the yes. easy uh, pieces mm -hmm. that uh, from from the get go, uh, like in the in the trailer, was there. But uh, yeah, just uh, this movie, so much fun. Uh, and and that's you watch the trailer and you're like, okay, this is going to be silly. This is going to be ridiculous. This is going to be cheesy. And that's exactly what you get. At the same time, though, I think it looks. It looks fantastic. It looks great. And so it's definitely in my top five for the year. It is. Awesome. So. Oh, yeah. I'll also throw in there one last thing. Great score. You know, it's it definitely leans into the exploitation vibe of, of you know, just those big, heavy, like, you know, action-packed scores. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's definitely a solid one. And if you like these kinds of movies, I, I'd say that it's, like, one of the better ones we've gotten recently. So, uh yeah, I, I'm glad we did this one, Chad. Is there another movie right. you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? I guess I'd have to go with um, my favorite movie this year so far, and that's uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Okay. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I, um, 
saw it at the theater, uh, loved it, and it went to the number one. And then um, I just got it on Blu-ray uh, just a couple of days ago and rewatched it. And yeah, that that movie's just so solid. You know, of course, Jake Gyllenhaal. It's it's hard to to top him. Uh, he's fantastic in everything. And then this is just a really, really, really good movie about um, basically doing the right thing because it's the right thing. Because mm. you you you've got these two guys um, that don't really like each other that uh, get into situations where the one ends up. Uh, basically carrying the other on his back and then after that the the other one has to go and save the other one so i mean it's just a it's a great great movie about uh survival and a great movie about uh you know doing um good for you know and another person so yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to finally getting to it i finally got to operation fortune like a couple of weeks ago which i was really yeah. late on but I will, uh, I will definitely check out the covenant what, soon. Where, where did you think of uh, Operation Fortune? Because I wasn't big on it. I liked it, but I definitely didn't like it as much as like The Gentleman or other similar Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I liked it, but I, I mean, I, it started off where I was like, "Oh, this is great," and then halfway through, I'm like, "This is Man from Uncle," and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was just too too Man from Uncle without it being Man from Uncle. It's like do a sequel. Right. Get Henry back. I mean, <laughs> even though uh even though there were some really uh great moments and, and and funny characters, but it just wore thin for me. Yeah. No, I, I think that's uh definitely accurate. Um but yeah, Chad, this is your first time on in like over six months, I think. And since then you have been doing a whole lot of live streaming. Tell everybody about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do some live streaming on Friday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, uh, basically uh, helping promote and share uh, indie music videos uh, of the uh, community on YouTube. And then on Saturdays, I have my own show on my YouTube channel. Um, and I have a show called the ham show at 4 PM Eastern. And what the ham show is, is, uh, I've got a Facebook group, headphones and microphones. That's where the ham comes from. Uh, it's not me because I love to eat ham or anything. Uh, <laughs> um, but you do like, but, cheese, uh, though, and cheese yeah, goes well with ham. So. Yeah. Cheese, cheese and ham. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, I started this group earlier this year to help, uh, promote, indie artists, indie musicians. And, um, now I've got this show that, uh, artists that are in the group, I share out their music. So, um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, at, uh, Chad Freeman, or you can find the other show, the Friday show under uh, conspiracy music. Cause it's his, actually his show and I'm just a co-host, but yeah, no, uh, that's like a six hour show. And then mine is two to three hours. So I'm streaming like, as much as nine hours a week right Ooh. now. <laughs> that is yeah. dedication. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, I really recommend listeners of Piecing It Together check out what Chad is doing over there. I'll put links in the show notes. And uh, Chad, it was so great to have you back on the show. Hopefully we'll get you back again sometime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully there's a little movie coming out from Netflix in December that hopefully we can talk about. Yeah. Um, so director named Zack Snyder that mm. some people may have heard me mention before. So uh. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. What up, what up? Each week, we'll explore the classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a little comedic twist. We will ask those important questions like, why don't they get out of a haunted house the first time they see the ghost or the demon? Why do people feel like, hey, there's been a spooky disappearance, but I'm going to investigate myself, even though I have no investigative background? Or, why didn't I realize I was dead the whole time? These important questions and many others we will get to the bottom of. So check us out each week at the podcast that wouldn't die. Be there or be square.
All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Mad Heidi. Thanks to Chad Clinton Freeman for joining me on that one, and thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying piecing it together, make sure you are subscribed wherever it is that you're listening. And, of course, if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, Good Pod, Spotify, you could drop a five-star rating. That would be very helpful. We would really appreciate it if you did that. Also, share the show. Follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and check out the Patreon. Lots of stuff around Piecing It Together that you can go check out. And I appreciate you guys all being out there and listening. So... With that said, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And what, what do you play for a Swiss movie all about killing and gore and cheese? What the hell am I going to play for this one? You know, I got this comedy rap song that might come out at some point called Fancy Cheeses. That would have been, like, really good to play, but it's not ready yet. Uh, too bad. Maybe you'll hear it one of these days. But I'm just going to go with, you know, a song from my most recent album, my comedy album of songs about my dogs and cats, the Pup Pups, because why not? That'll fit. Uh, We'll go with a song that was about my cat, my orange tabby, the Lily Bear. Uh, This is a song called Muffin Maker. Muffins, that's, muffins are food. Cheese is food. Mad Heidi's all about cheese. Yeah, that's a good fit. Why not? Let's go with Muffin Maker from the album The Pup Pups Who Wants Din Din, which is available now. Uh, hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. Hey there, little kitty. Why don't you make me something? Come on over here and just a make You made me something Climb up upon my belly And I'll make some muffins You know that there is something There's something I've been eating I see you over there Just uh, making and eating I know you got that recipe For making something so tasty So why don't you come on over here And just uh, make a batch for me Hey there little kitty Why don't you make me West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.